It's Monday, August 9th. Welcome to The News Diet, a healthier alternative to staying informed. I'm your host, Michelle Carroll. Today, I'm going to talk about the 2020 Olympics closing ceremony, and I'm going to go over some of the biggest highlights of this year's games. Let's be informed so we can get on with our day. Yesterday's Olympic closing ceremony marked the official end to the Tokyo Games. This year's Olympics were unlike any other in history thanks to COVID-19. These games were supposed to take place last year in 2020, but was ultimately pushed a year so everyone could try to wrap their heads around how to make this massive event work during a global pandemic. Organizers had the insanely difficult job of planning an event where the whole point is to get people from all over the world together to compete and celebrate. From athletes and their support teams, to tourists, to media, and to the organizers themselves, we're talking tens of thousands of people at a time when some places around the world wouldn't even allow small gatherings for weddings or funerals. But the International Olympic Committee and the Tokyo organizers made it happen. Many around the world are calling the feat a success, while others are saying it was a reckless move and not worth the effort. It was really unfortunate timing for Japan, who has had to bear the brunt of hosting the games without the upside. So a little context. Tokyo won the bid to host the 2020 Games back in 2013. Historically, being chosen to host the Olympics has been a role that countries fight really hard for. It's considered a marketing dream, considering the millions of eyes it usually draws. Hosting the Olympics invites a level of interest and prestige, aka lots and lots of revenue. To prepare, host countries are notorious for spending a ton of money, like tens of billions of dollars to either upgrade or build brand new infrastructure to handle the demands of the event, oftentimes to the detriment of the city's residents because of displacement and forced gentrification. But this time around, the Olympics were not the revenue-generating machine that they usually are. Because of COVID, unprecedented limitations were put on the event. For example, the possibility of having spectators were scrapped. Athletes and tourists were confined to their hotels or restricted to their neighborhoods. And Tokyo wasn't able to show off the highlights of their city in the same way that host cities usually do. Apparently, Tokyo spent about $15 billion on the games, with no tourist demand in sight to help recoup the cost. Japan wasn't the only one who missed out on the usual Olympic revenue. Apparently, the enthusiasm for the games were also lacking in the U.S. as well. Broadcast ratings were way down from recent past games, like a 49% drop in primetime viewership compared to the 2016's Rio games and a 53% drop from the 2012 London games. NBC Universal, who provided all the broadcast and streaming coverage of the event, apparently has had to give advertisers extra commercial time to make up for the underwhelming ratings. The exact reason for the drop isn't entirely clear, but the reasons could be the move to streaming, the drop in enthusiasm because of the COVID restrictions, the lack of so-called star power athletes like in the past, and some even say the lack of support for the highly publicized social justice protests for many of the athletes. Regardless of the unprecedented aspects of this year's games, there were definitely some highlights outside of the pandemic. 
First, I'll start with the Bulgarian sprinter's public cry for help after she was removed from a remaining event and forced to the airport to be sent back home. Long story short, she spoke out against her country's decision to include her in a relay last minute, and apparently this was enough to try to force her home and, according to her, be threatened with punishment. She's now safe in a refugee status in Poland, and an investigation is underway. Another Olympic story was the last-minute withdrawal from gymnastics superstar Simone Biles. After struggles with her vault, Simone withdrew from most of her events, citing the need to prioritize her mental health and also not jeopardize the rest of the team's standing. She said that she was experiencing what's called the twisties, which is a psychological phenomenon in gymnastics where the athletes lose themselves in the air. Beyond the psychological aspects, the twisties are also potentially incredibly dangerous for gymnasts as it can cause unexpected landings from their very intricate stunts. Her withdrawal sparked a massive conversation about the mental health of elite athletes. Some celebrated her decision, saying she was brave for doing what was best for her and that her decision paved the way for other athletes to do the same, while others were saying that mastering the psychology of high-pressure moments is a part of being an elite athlete and that ultimately she gave up on her team when it mattered the most. I'm sure this conversation is far from over. Ultimately, the top medal earners of the Games was the United States with 39 medals, China close behind with 38 medals, and then Japan with 27. With this year's Olympics ending, now the focus is on the 2024 Games set in Paris, France. Today is Monday, August 9th, and you've just been informed. Now it's time to get on with your day. I'm Michelle Carroll. Thanks so much for listening. If you like The News Diet, be sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to your podcast so you can always get the latest episode. And leave a review as we all know how that helps boost a show's visibility. If you have any suggestions on how I can improve the show, I definitely want to hear from you. I want The News Diet to be as valuable as possible for you, so if you feel compelled, please feel free to reach out to me on Twitter or Instagram at The News Diet or directly to my email feedback at thenewsdiet.com.